All rise. Be seated. So, good morning. Um, we're here in In Re Yellow Corporation, which is case number 23-11069. Hi, good morning, Your Honor. Uh, for the record, Allison Smith, Kirkland Nellis, counsel to the debtors. I'm joined in the courtroom today by my colleagues, Kat Nash, Mike Slade, and Aaron Metviner, as well as our co-counsel, Laura Davis-Jones. Um, also in the courtroom today is Cody Caldenberg from the DeSera team. And despite the lengthy agenda, we actually only have a few items up today. And if all right, I'd like to start with the sale items. And then my partner, Mike Slade, will take up uh, the lift stay matter. Okay. So with respect to the proposed sales, I'm pleased to say that we are before you on a fully consensual basis. Starting with some of the housekeeping items to get out of the way, we do have two declarations to submit into evidence, both from Ms. Caldenberg. The first was filed at docket number 1303 and the second at 1330. And unless any objection, we'd ask that these both be submitted. Okay. Is there any party that would like to be heard in um, opposition to the introduction to evidence of the Caldenberg declarations? Um, seeing none, they will be admitted. Is there any party in interest that wishes to uh, cross-examine the declarant? Okay. Seeing none, you can proceed. Thank you, Your Honor. Uh, next, we did file a declaration from Mr. Whitman of the Alvarez team. We do not intend to submit that into evidence, however. It was made known to us after the fact. The model reference therein um, had an error, and the tax benefits are closer to $10 million. So while still material, it's obviously below the $36 million that was cited. Um, so again, we're not seeking to submit that, but wanted to make clear and correct that on the record. Okay, thank you. Um, then, if Your Honor recalls, at the first day hearing, Mr. Nash quoted the appraisal value of the owned terminals as approximately $1.1 billion. Then we were before you a couple weeks later getting approval of a stocking horse agreement for the owned properties at $1.525 billion. And now we're before you today seeking approval of the sale of only a portion of those properties, 128 owned terminals and two leased properties, for an aggregate purchase price of $1.88 billion. So a, a great result for the estate and its stakeholders and was only possible due to the hard work and collaboration of our consultation parties who worked around the clock with us to design and ensure a fair and competitive process. Uh, that process clearly worked. We'd also like to thank the dozens of bidders who participated and continue to participate for their efforts as those are obviously pivotal parties as well. Um, it is described in more detail in Ms. Caldenberg's supplemental declaration, but the auction process proceeded on a fully virtual and anonymous basis. Bidders submitted um, each round of bid via email. At the start of each round, bidders received a personalized spreadsheet um, examples of which were attached as exhibits to Ms. Caldenberg's supplemental declaration. The spreadsheet listed the specific properties the bidder was bidding on, as well as the current highest bid and the minimum overbid. In the cover email attaching the spreadsheet, bidders were reminded of instructions to submit their bid and provided a deadline to do so. It was generally about an hour after emails were distributed. Aside from the value obtained just for the assets themselves, the process also proved to be incredibly efficient, both in terms of time and money. The auction generally ended around 6 or 7 p.m. each evening, and the virtual email nature saved dozens of attorneys the need to travel and hang out in Kirkland's Conference Center for hours on end. Um, we do plan to proceed this, through the same process for the lease properties, which are slated to reconvene um, Monday and Tuesday, the 18th and 19th next week. And to say this process was robust is an understatement. Um, as set forth in Ms. Caldenberg's declaration, DeSera contacted over 650 parties over 400 executed NDAs, and ultimately we had approximately 70 qualified bidders. 
This has obviously also been a very public process. So to the extent there was some stone left unturned, uh, parties knew who, to, knew who to contact. We did file a revised proposed order yesterday. Uh, we tried to save some trees and streamline things for your honor. So rather than attaching um, 21 plus APAs, we attached a schedule that references docket numbers and each APA was um, filed on a standalone basis. We do have a couple uh, APA docket numbers to update based on new filings. So um, assuming things go the way we're hoping it to today, we'll submit a, a revised order for entry. Um, in the red line filed yesterday, you will see some changes made to reflect resolution with various parties. One resolution that I do want to note on the record is the agreement re we reached with 1313 Grand Street. In addition to certain language in the order, the debtors have agreed to pay $129,246.40 in pure amounts upon close and will escrow approximately $171,000 for repair costs, which will be dispersed upon receipt and confirmation that such repairs were completed. So I know I just said a lot, so I'll pause here and happy to walk through any changes of the order or otherwise answer any questions that the court may have. Um, no, so I've seen the redlined form of order. I, um, um, I guess I should see if there, if there are uh, objections, but pro preliminarily based on what's represented, this is obviously a tremendous outcome and uh, very, you know, it's um, often the case here that um, one sees only the tip of the iceberg in terms of the work that, that goes into a case and perhaps never more so true than in a situation like this. So I uh, hugely appreciate that all of the parties tremendous work and think this is, uh, again, subject to anyone's right to be heard. Seems like a tremendous uh, outcome for the estate and you all have my um, congratulations. Thank you, Your Honor. Um, okay, anything further from, from the debtor with respect to the sale? Um, not with respect to this sale, uh, but we will ask the court for additional dates in January for the lease property Okay, sales. okay. So, and, and I take it the existing bid procedures order gives you what you need in terms of the ability to continue that part of the auction yes. process then, so... Yes. Okay. And we, we filed the requisite notices and whatnot as well. Okay. Um, well, happy to talk about dates. Let me, let me ask this question first, which is, is there any party in interest that would like to be heard in opposition? Uh, to the debtor's motion to approve the sale. Okay, seeing none, um, again, this is a, a you know, tremendous outcome for the estate. And, um, and, and, I, um, and in, in addition to being a good outcome, the work to get from um, a very tall stack of objections to consensual, I you know, appreciate doesn't happen automatically. And so everyone's on, on all sides, uh, good and hard work in that, in that regard is appreciated. And I guess we will wait for a revised order to be uploaded and we'll enter it. And I, I saw the issue about the timing of the order and the like. We will get that order entered promptly upon it being uploaded. Okay, thank you, Your Honor. Thank you. Um, nothing else on the sale matter then, so I will pass the podium to Mr. Slade. Great, thank you. Thank oh, you. and I should say, I should have said at the outset, to the ex I, I have an, another hearing at 11.30. So to the extent we are still going then, that will be brief. So if we are still going on stay issues, which would surprise me, but, you know, without prejudice anyone's rights. If we have to, we'll take a brief break to address that. But with that, Mr. Slade, happy to um, pass the baton to you. Thank you. Good morning, Your Honor. Mike Slade for the debtors. Uh, we will definitely be done way before then because there will be no arguments today. Oh. Um, all, before we, um, this morning, all but one of the lift stay objectors had agreed to continue uh, their motions and for the stay to remain in place through the next hearing on January 22nd. 
We were going to argue this morning the Dietering motion, which is docket number 1037. This morning I got a call from their lawyer saying they were ill, and we reached an interim resolution, which is the stay will continue to stay in place. The motion will be heard on January 22nd on the merits. We are going to try to stipulate the facts before then to minimize the amount of testimony or evidence that we would need to argue about. But that is with respect to the Dietering motion 1037, and the others are just being continued. As Your Honor may have seen from the docket, we did file our proposed ADR procedures for all of the couple of hundred claims that would be covered by them. These are all personal injury or property damage claims, and we're hopeful to work with all parties to have an agreed structure, which will lead to as many settlements of those claims as possible in a very efficient way for the estate. Terrific. Okay, and so is that going to be set to be heard on the 22nd? It is. Okay, terrific. That makes good sense. Okay, thank you, Your Honor. Thank you. Sorry, Your Honor. Tara Packer of Morris James on behalf of Mr. Dietering. Just wanted to say that's accurate, and we will be before Your Honor next month. Okay, very well. Thank you. Nothing else. Did we want to work out the January dates now, or would you like us to reach out to James? So we can, let's look and see. So you're talking about January dates now on presumably motions to approve the sales of sort of leased assets. Is that what we're talking about? That's correct. And if there's any way to do January 10th or later, I know that there's some out-of-office conflicts for some folks on our side. Right. So I'm actually the way through the 10th. Okay, that's perfect. So let's, how is the, you know, Friday afternoons aren't the most popular times for hearings, but is the, in light of the circumstances, is the afternoon of the 12th available? Or we can look at the following week, whatever your preference. That works for the debtors, Your Honor. Ms. Barksdale, am I missing anything? Is any reason we can't do this at 2 o'clock on Friday, January 12th? Okay. And if any party have an issue with that? Okay. Seeing none, why don't we set it then? Okay. I think that's all for today then, Your Honor. Okay. Well, you've all made this easy for me, which I do appreciate. While we're here, is there any other party that would like the chance to be heard or any other way in which the court can be helpful to the parties? Okay. If not, I'm glad to see everybody. And with that, we will enter the order upon it being uploaded. And otherwise, we're adjourned. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.